Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Every once in a while, we gotta f*** the religious people. There are 720 churches in Charlotte. I'm sure we can find one where you can stuff your face. Shut up. Quit pointing out the problem. Men will be proud, arrogant, abusive. You watch some of today's rock star pastors and you will see every characteristic Paul listed played out in vivid detail on the church stage. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio. This is appropriate. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road. Highway 75. When along came a semi with a high and canvas covered load. Crazy Tennessee drivers. Chattanooga. So I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. It was a rent a car. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand. Traffic. And I said, Listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. This is Wretched Radio. I just returned from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, that place, it's hopping. Imagine New York City. You'll have to go find YouTube footage of this. When people used to live there and the streets used to be packed with people, that's at least the downtown area of Nashville. By the Bridgestone Center, the Country Music Hall of Fame, which I have to confess to you, I thought was pretty cool. That's right. I just, I thought it was pretty cool. The Country Museum and the streets were just filled with people. It was really nice to see because most downtown areas, they're kafritz these days. There aren't many folks hanging out at all. Downtown Nashville, woo, and the Honky Tonks. I do believe that's how you pronounce it. The Honky Tonks. Is that correct, Jimmy? You you enunciate it too much. It's Honky Tonk. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's all you have to say. One word. Just one word. Just one word. All righty. Well, that's where I was, and it was really nice to see the industry apparently thriving. And according to all reports, it is an industry. The Country Music Hall of Fame, it was pretty groovy, I don't mind telling you. You got to see Johnny Cash, man, and all of the big celebrities in country music that, whilst you may not listen to their music, you're familiar with their names. Interesting to watch the transformation of music, especially in country over the last hundred years. Had a great time at that museum. Went to another museum and didn't have as great a time. In fact, I'll admit it to you. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm a horrible person. I reject my lineage and I resent my skin color. It was the Museum of Tennessee where you got to learn the history of the state of Tennessee. Pretty interesting. It goes back like 30 million years. That's where they started was with the evolutionary business. And <laughs> what gets me about it is even when they use, because they have to use the language of speculation, even when they give the about approximately, we think that all of that, they're saying it so authoritatively. 37.48 million years ago in Tennessee, these people were roaming. This is what they hunted with. This is what they ate. This is what they did for running water. Really? We don't know that about 100 years ago, let alone 30 or 40 million years. And then we started to get a little bit closer to contemporary history, at least going back about 500 years and I think we all agree, nobody is afraid to share all of American history. We're all down with that, right? Even the bad stuff. But that little word, even the, like, that's like honky tonk. 
even the even the even the bad stuff because there was some bad stuff but there was some good stuff i just didn't get that impression at the tennessee museum and i thought to myself if this is what it is like in public school you you think we're dealing with a generation that is struggling because of social media and every statistic says they are struggling just wait until you've had generations indoctrinated with America bad, terrible, awful people. Was just reading the Quinnick, 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 put it, put it, the Quinnick, put it, put it. It was a study, a survey. It wasn't Lifeway. Wow, I never thought I'd miss a Lifeway survey. At least I can pronounce it. Asking people, would you be willing to fight if we were invaded like Ukraine? The majority of people said maybe. <laughs> I think like 50 some percent said yeah. Interestingly, Democrats seem to have a a lower number that they were willing to actually fight for our country. And by the way, speaking of Democrats, ran into a billboard. I didn't, you know, run into it, but there were oodles of billboards between Atlanta, Chattanooga, and Nashville. And as long as I'm on a diversion from the subject matter let's let's take another exit shall we chattanooga is a groovy town it is improving every time i go there it's like hey this place is getting pretty neat it's cleaned up there's a lot of foot traffic not like nashville but there's a lot of folks there and it seems to be vibrant so to the city council i say well done but if you could work on your one highway that takes you through chattanooga it's not that i'm bitter that we had to stop for about an hour going each way every single time if you could do something about that you might actually find yourself with more visitors it's that bad where it's like no do we have to go to nashville because we got to drive through chattanooga so to the city council keep up the good work but get on the road system so the billboards in and out of Chattanooga, so many Christian billboards. And the there were two basic genres of billboards. It seems that there's one 800 number company ministry that wants you to call them. And so they put up billboards about Jesus. And some of them were actually just fine. Thank you very much. Some of them, not so much. For instance, you had the billboard that would say lacking purpose. Jesus will give it to you. Stressed out? Jesus will calm you. Are those statements true? They absolutely are. Is that the message, though, that we want to send to the world? Well, yes and no. We've got to do it very, very carefully. The benefits of the gospel versus the gospel itself needs to have a line drawn through it so that we can wisely use the benefits of the gospel, but we don't want to use the fruit as a draw card to the gospel. You can persuade somebody to come to Jesus because they're lacking purpose, which, by the way, this generation seems to be having a struggle with that subject. Jimmy, I think we're on our third exit ramp right now. Okay. This billboard, it talks about the fruit, and there were many of them, but it doesn't really explain that you should come to Jesus because of Jesus. It's more like, you know what, I'm lacking purpose. I think I'll give Jesus a try. Now, I know it was just a billboard, but just like church signs and bumper stickers, we need to be careful and thoughtful with the message that we're sending. 
And it did tend to make Jesus look a little bit like a cosmic vending machine, dispensing things that'll make you feel better and help you cope throughout life. But then the other billboard that kind of struck me, and it did the last time I was driving through Chattanooga, it's on Highway 75, up where all the carpet is made. Dalton, those places, it's just like Carpet City right there, manufacturing and sales. The billboard said, every tongue will confess, and then really huge letters, Jesus is Lord. So far, so good. Wait a second. They should have put a period right there. Instead, it was a comma. Even the Democrats. Oh. Oh. Technically, it's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just not sure it's a great evangelistic strategy. Back to the Tennessee Museum we go, where we were getting simply bombarded with messages that white people have done nothing but oppress. They've done nothing but conquer. And I'm all for sharing history where bad things were done. I am, but a little context sure would be nice. For instance, in all of the presentations, and it went on from section after section, starting about 500 years ago, how white people, they came in and they just took over and did terrible things. Nothing else. Nothing else. Furthermore, it didn't mention anything like, um, that's kind of the way the people dealt with land back then. They fought for it, and the person who was strongest wins and gets to keep the land. None of that. Instead, it was all about how terrible white European males are for coming to this country and displacing a people group. Now, I am certain you don't have any difficulties in saying that was that there was some atrocious behavior. There was some bad behavior. Now, the way that they would justify it back then, it would be by saying, but we're bringing good things to this land. Even so, those good things were not focused on in this particular presentation at the Tennessee Museum. Instead, it was a complete beating. And I couldn't help but think, oofta. That's right. I said oofta. That's a Southern slogan now. I heard it. Now, I've never heard it down here. Oofta, the drubbing that our kids must be receiving in public schools. You wait for another generation to be indoctrinated with America is terrible, so terrible, we're not even willing to fight for it, according to a recent poll that said half of Americans, they'd probably just leave rather than defend from a foreign invader. You just wait for the next generation It's going to be interesting when you've got citizens that actually hate their country of origin. But the trip from Nashville, it ain't done yet. This is Wretched Radio. There are brothers and sisters in Ukraine who could use your help right now. Max, the Tomorrow Club's leader in Ukraine, visited us on the telephone to share the need that many believers in eastern Ukraine currently have. Our focus was children evangelism. And right now, we have to walk away from that and really serve those families who had to escape. Our Tomorrow Club leaders in the West trying to meet the needs of those families. It's a good opportunity to show Christ 
to them in this time of trial. Pretty unlikely that you can visit Ukraine to help those brothers and sisters, but there are hands and feet on the ground. The Tomorrow Club leaders helping out brothers and sisters in need in Ukraine. To learn more about how you can help and support the Tomorrow Clubs, who we hope will quickly return to children evangelism learn more at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched how would you like to be considered the second smartest person on the planet behind this guy it was a, it was a, it was it was okay maybe that was a bad example but what i'm trying to say is becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner is one of the wisest decisions you'll ever make Gospel Partners Media is a 501c3 nonprofit, meaning all financial gifts are tax deductible. But other than that, why should you consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner? Simple, because it's your gifts that help us create compelling gospel-centered content that reach millions of people all over the world. And we're members in good standing with the ECFA, the financial accountability folks who audit our books yearly to keep us transparent and accountable to our gospel partners. And 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. So, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us at Gospel Partners Media? Just visit wretched.org slash donate to get complete details. We think it's one of the wisest investments you can make. Wretched.org slash donate. Let's visit a preborn life center in action. Look at that baby. Abortion pill reversal actually works. That's a beating heart. Look how small it is. Tell me. That doesn't encourage you to consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. $28 purchases a free ultrasound for a mommy who will choose life. It is indeed about saving babies' lives via $28 ultrasounds, but it is also sharing the gospel so that moms and dads get saved. Would you please consider supporting preborn centers with as many free ultrasounds as you can? $28 for an ultrasound, 80% of the time saves a life. Learn more at preborn.org slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Athanasius was the Bishop of Alexandria in the 4th century. He was a champion of the church's fight against Arianism and was a chief author of the Nicene Creed. However, his orthodoxy did not equal popularity. Athanasius was exiled no less than five times, but Athanasius chose to honor God instead of man. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sandalphon, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, This is Wretched Radio. Hoofda visited Nashville. If you ain't been there, it is a really nice city. It is a exploding populace well not the people themselves but the numbers oodles of people moving to the nashville area i can see why it has got a different pace than i don't know say atlanta or other really big cities it just feels a little bit calmer except for Wow, the Tennessee drivers. This Can you stereotype an entire people group? And the answer is sort of, you can. Absolutely. Because Paul did it. Did he not? These Cretans, they're lazy beasts. 
said a secular poet, and I agree with that. Does that mean everybody was a lazy beast? No, but it tended to typify that people group. And in Tennessee, I'm just telling you, if I could just, if you're from Tennessee, if I could share this, just because there's more than six inches between two bumpers, that that doesn't mean open space that you should just cut right in there it's open space baby it is so distinctive of tennessee this happened last time i was there that's atlanta we got our own stuff here it's the polite driving that makes me bonkers i know that sounds counterintuitive but people just break the rules the laws in order to accommodate somebody no 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 just you got the right turn just take it take it i've got a yield that means you don't have to stop if you've got a green arrow, please stop being so polite. You cause car accidents. And in Tennessee, I'm telling you, you you leave an inch and they will smash a vehicle into it. I'm just <laughs> let me just put it this way. I've seen more distancing between people at Grace Community Church. Okay, that's what I'm saying here. I think that made sense. It did. did, it did. did it? <laughs> Have you ever been on the roads in another country and see how they drive? Sure. That's how it is in Tennessee. Another country. Yeah, well, I mean, just people get so close to each other. It's yeah. really startling. So if you're from the state of Tennessee, repent and stop doing that, please. Learned all kinds of stuff when I was there. The Tennessee Museum, which had some interesting stuff to show. I was a little surprised. Elvis only got a little bit of sliver of space in the contemporary part of history, which we have far more of. (laughs) But boy, did we spend a lot of time on the history of Tennessee and just how white people have been so horrible, so terrible, so conquering, so mean. And were there mean things done? Yes. Yes, there were. But there's There's just no context. There's no historical narrative surrounding the events. This is an issue that we will see, I think, for a long time to come until we start getting a better handle on how to deal with the past. This chronological snobbery and this selective history telling, go back and pay. Well, this person did this, and then their ancestor did that, and the great-great-great-grandchild did this. Therefore, everybody in the country is terrible. It's just really, really disturbing to show how it is pitting people against white people. This will not end well. I'll say it again for the sake of clarity. Yes, atrocities, we can even say that, were committed. There's no denying it. But can we at least spend some time trying to explain why? Now, for instance, this is and this is these days people are so hypersensitive. You can't even explain anything even like this without being accused of being, well, probably racist. But the Trail of Tears where Native Americans were booted out and moved to the West now. I don't know the man's heart, but Andrew Jackson did that, he claimed, because he was concerned that the Native Americans might be wiped out if they stay in the East. So he actually thought it was an act of kindness. Now, did he? I don't know. I do know that he was a Calvinistic Presbyterian. That's the way the lady at Hermitage, it's his estate. If you get a chance and you're anywhere near Nashville, 
please go to it. It's outstanding. Very nice. It was I still how many how many things from different tours of museums or homes have do you recall? I'll never forget being in the little parlor in the back of the house of Andrew Jackson's mansion and the lady saying he was a Calvinistic Presbyterian, which I thought was redundant, who daily did devotionals, reading the Bible and praying with his family in this room. Interesting. And then I walk out the back door and see the slave quarters. Okay, hold it. Um, how did uh, now? Am I suggesting that chattel slavery was good? Not even remotely so. But to not give any sort of context, understand people how they thought, what they had inherited, what they were dealing with. Other events that were going on at the time is to simply be rotten historians. And speaking of being rotten historians, I think that you and I are needing to do some assessment as to what sort of data I consume. Now, no doubt you've heard plenty of screeds on this subject about news and disinformation, but... When I was in Nashville and I had the chance to do some reading and checking up on what's going on, I was struck by story after story that was that was refuted. Nope, that's not, actually that didn't happen. Oh, okay. Hey, that guy did this, and then the guy comes out and goes, "No, I didn't." Here's here's the court case that proves I'm in it. Oh, okay, never. The disinformation is staggering. I was in the kitchen here at the ministry, and and. I think it was, oh, I can't recall, one of the guys in production was saying that in Ukraine, apparently on the first day of the attacks, a Ukrainian pilot was able to shoot down 12 MiGs, 12 Russian planes. And as soon as he finished saying that, several people went, oh, no, that disinformation, no, that, that, that actually didn't happen. <laughs> Just like that you're told this and then suddenly it's that. And if you're not paying total attention to every single news outlet, you don't know what is true from what is false. And I think that we need to consider, ooh, I'll tell you, I don't envy Jimmy these days because the disinformation that is flying on around out yeah, there for sure. is just absolutely uh, frightening is what it is. And as long as we're on the subject of what we consume regarding information and disinformation, currently there are a number of stories that do appear to be pretty negative for a number. A num There's at least three that I can think of high profile preachers that are having accusing fingers pointing at them to say, aha, what did you do there? And the answer is, I don't know. Because I only get one side of the story. And then when the other group comes out to explain in their defense what they actually did, you may or may not hear about that. I know this doesn't make any sense, but it just seems to me that news reporting should be after the fact, not prior to. But if it, if it goes to court or if it's adjudicated in some way or if there's some sort of Christian mediation that takes place, then let's wait for the answer and let's, let's wait for the, the, the flushing, not flushing, flushing out of the issue. But I want to be really, really careful. Proverbs eighteen seventeen. 
that the one side of the story, it seems right. Then you hear the other side. Oh, I maybe that's a little bit different. And I didn't. And we need to practice that. I think a lot these days. Now, if you happen to be thinking, oh, you're just saying that because the guys that are in question here are all good guys that I like. No, one of them is the other two are not. And and I'm not going to share the sordid details of the accusations made against them because to date, they are just that. And each of them are saying, no, didn't do it. That's not that's not what happened. Okay, what's the truth? I don't know. I just know that I want to be a little bit more thoughtful about how much news I consume and actually let inform me and 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 affect my dare I say countenance. I'm not sure that we were meant to know as much as we do. I know we've got stories in the Bible. The news was delivered to the king. So if something happens way away and then the king gets the report or the town hears the report and they respond accordingly, you and I get that a thousand times a day in kingdoms that have nothing to do with us. And I just wonder how much of that I need to consume. Furthermore, the whip it up language stories. Hey, look at this going on. We got to do something. And then what do they tell us to do? Nothing. They just get us agitated and whipped up. And then we're left just, you got to do something. This country's falling apart. The Democrats. I don't know if you read the billboard, but they've got some issues. This is an era that is filled with news and information. You figure out your filter. I'll figure out mine. But I do believe it is incumbent upon us to at least have some sort of filter. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Federal officials announced this week that they have charged five Chinese spies for carrying out harassment campaigns against U.S. residents who were critical of the Chinese commie government. And that's one of the major objectives of communism is to silence all critics lest there be an uproar and revolt. And it just makes you wonder, with so many residents in China, how the government continues to get by with all this mistreatment of the citizens. Well, a new UK study reveals that 1 in 20 women aged 18 to 24 have been given abortion pills without their knowledge or consent by men seeking to murder their preborn children. So how do UK officials respond to this research? Well, they do so by making baby murder at home pills a permanent part of medical care. Because that's obviously the proper response here. I know so many Americans have been missing the Fauci. He's been in hiding the last few weeks, but now he has returned and he didn't come back quietly. We have to be flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge. Well, get ready to mask up, America, because this never-ending pandemic has popped up again. Uh, Early last week, nine people, including a golf coach and six students from a private Christian college, the University of Southwest, died in a violent car crash. The students and their coach were traveling home after a golf tournament when a pickup truck crossed the center line and hit the team's van. Reports indicate that a 13-year-old was driving the pickup truck at the time. A 38-year-old gentleman, presumably the child's father, was in the passenger seat. The governor of New Mexico released a statement asking for prayers for all of those involved in the deadly crash. 
Massive pro-life advocate and defender of the unborn, Guatemalan President Alejandro Giamatti has declared Guatemala as the pro-life capital of Latin America. He made the declaration last week during a celebration of the National Day of Life in Guatemala. Giamatti also criticized pressure from the U.S. and other Western countries to push pro-baby murder policies and gender liology. I made that one up myself, on other countries. Giamatti previously banned in 2020 Planned Parenthood from ever operating in the country. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important Dates in Christian History 325 A.D. The Council of Nicaea was called to address debates perplexing the church primarily concerning the nature of Jesus. The Nicene Creed was drafted and is still one of the standards of orthodoxy among Christians. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Right there, right between my never-before-nicotine-stained fingers, this is Wretched Radio, a demonstration of a very common way to present a news story these days that I think we would do well to consider how we glean the information. This particular story shares lots of anecdotes that I do believe begin to make the case that the Bible is indeed on trial around the globe. Not every place, but in a lot of places it is. And incidentally, one of those places happens to be India. There was an election that took place, and the people who want Hinduism to be the official religion of the nation, they won four of the states. And a lot of Christians are saying, "Uh uh-oh, that's big trouble for us, because the Hindus are more than happy to harm, to intimidate, to drive out, or to kill Christians that are in this, what is probably a radical sect, but they keep winning elections. And that tells me a lot of people agree with it. They just want Hinduism as the only religion in India. And they see Christianity as a threat. And a lot of Christians are taking a shellacking there. Be be praying for our brothers and sisters. And be praying and supporting ministries that try to go in there and help. There are many that do. The Master's Academy International. Jimmy, would you look up the master, tmai.org, no, wretched.org slash pastor, and then go to TMAI and see if they've got a location in India. I know they've got a seminary in Ukraine, which means, yeah, that's going to be rocked for quite a while, even though they've already trained a thousand pastors since, I believe, 1992. That's amazing. What's going on in Ukraine as far as evangelical Christianity, good evangelical Christianity being spread. TMAI, they train pastors how to preach the word, which means the pulpits are filled with sound men, which means this has a generational impact. If you can pray for and support the Master's Academy, they would be grateful. Wretched.org slash pastor. Wretched.org slash pastor. Jimmy, are they in India? Yes, they are. Okie dokie then. Be praying. They're in 17 nations. I can't keep them straight. They're just doing amazing work. Wretched.org slash pastor was shooting Wretched TV last week. And we were talking about Hinduism and that it is indeed a work-righteous system, just like the other major world religions, except Christianity, And Sebastian, 
who is on staff here, and he's in the production department. He was a he's a missionary kid from India. His parents were there. I think that I think Sebastian was there quite like at least like ten years, right? Yeah, I think the majority of his childhood was spent there. Yeah, and he said something so interesting. He said in India. Now, don't panic about this. In India, he said, it's really easy to persuade somebody to believe in Jesus. Really? Yeah. The challenge is getting them to believe in Jesus exclusively. Oh, I see. Because they believe in a panoply of gods, they can can determine in their own mind who is their God, and they can have multiples to cover this situation or that issue or challenge. Just tack Jesus onto it. No problem. Just here's, here's just one more deity for you to worship. No, you have to worship him alone and reject all of the other idols, all of the other false gods. They got to go because he's the only true and living God. And that's where the struggle comes in, unless, of course, according to Sebastian, you're Roman Catholic, which seems to be doing better in India than other Christian missionary attempts. Why, Sebastian? And his answer was, because in Roman Catholicism, it, they, they see that, yeah, you've got Jesus, and you've got the Father, and you've got the Holy Spirit, and you've got Mary, you've got the Apostles, You've got all the saints. You've got the Pope. So you, it, it's, it's, you've got this panoply of people that you can pray to, petition that are dead, that will presumably help you. And so it's not that different in their mind between Roman Catholicism and Hinduism. And I thought, well, that's fascinating, isn't it? So I had to ponder, what would I, if I were in India, how do you cut through this? How, how do you how do you maneuver them through? No, no, no. You can't pick your favorite seven or whatever your lucky number is and determine those are gods and they're going to help me. It doesn't make sense that a human being can determine who is divine. You need a source. You need some sort of documentation. You need some sort of revelation to help you know who the true and living God is. And the only way I think at this moment to help somebody like that, that's that's caught in Hinduism, to understand that Jesus, he's, he's it. He's the only true and living God, would be through the conscience, would be to open up the law and help them to understand the depravity of their own nature, and then to show you need Jesus and him alone. And then after you've shared with them what Jesus did to take the punishment that people deserve, you can point out that it would be ludicrous for Jesus to say, look, I'm the way, the truth, the life, but if you want to worship fill in the blank, that's okay too. Because after all, we're just all on the same path to God, which is an outright lie. All religions aren't on the same path to God. All religions aren't about love, but all world religions besides Christianity are about works doing stuff, tip them scales, make yourself right before God. You can't do it. Only Jesus can. And he therefore deserves all of the glory for the work that he has done on sinners behalf. And therefore we reject any other competing deity because there aren't any. So here is, (laughs) 
Jimmy, quit interrupting me. Here's an example of the type of news story that I think we, we've got to be careful about. The headline on this, which was, by the way, this was in the Washington. This was, oh, oh, no, no. Uh, Washington Times, it looks like. The print's really small and I don't have my glasses. Free speech and the Bible on global trial. A lot of anecdotes saying, see, this is what's going on. See, this is what's going on. And there is a lot of that. And we need to be aware of that. And I have no problem with somebody reporting that. But here's how the article ended. So after telling you, here's an example of Christian mistreatment. Here's an example of even the Western governments clamping down on Christianity. There is a wind blowing, and we should be willing to put our finger up to determine where's this thing coming from and where's it going. But this article, though, concludes like this. Now, remember, you have been made to feel the danger toward Christianity, and I believe that danger is real. That's not my point. Americans, will you fight back to protect your voice, faith, and country? The trends across Western democracies are telling, and it may be too late if action is not taken soon. The end. Uh, well, what, what action am I supposed to take here? What do you want me to do? You listen to news broadcasts. I'm not going to suggest that one of the cable networks is named after a really sly animal whose English name is Todd, by the way. I'm not going to use that name, but listen, it's like, here's the guy and he's sharing what happened in Washington today. And this is why we need to stand up. And this is why we, and I'm, I'm, I keep asking, what exactly does that mean? Quit getting me whipped up into a concerned fervor, telling me I've got to do something without telling me what to do. Having said all of that, can we do that as Christians? Can we get people whipped up? Can we tell them to do something? And I think the answer is yes. What's the difference? First of all, authority. We aren't the authority. The word of God is. Second of all, we actually have a solution to the ills that ail the world. We do have something that we can do that will help people with their stinking thinking. And that is evangelize. We're, we're, this, we're told to go and make disciples. This is what a nation needs. This is the cure that people just reject when they don't even realize it's the potion that they need. And we're commanded to go and preach it, to come into the kingdom through Jesus Christ and him alone because you're sinning. You don't just have a messed up worldview. You're sinning and you need to have your sins forgiven. And Jesus Christ is the way. So I want to be careful when it comes to discerning news. I don't want to put my head in the sand, but I do want to use a filter and maybe just, and I never want to receive just one side of the story. I can be aware of it, but until I hear the other side, hold on, I'm commanded by Proverbs eighteen seventeen to wait until I hear the other side of the story. Furthermore, I want to be careful about how much whip you up news communication I'm consuming when I'm told that we need to do things, but then they never tell us what to do. Instead, I want to be like a Christian. Here's what's going on. This is the problem. This is the thinking. Here's the believing. These people need Jesus. That is what we need to say and do. And we can, because we have 
and authority. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I want to ask you an odd question. How are your finances? Now, I'm not asking for you to give me a direct answer. I'm asking because we all need to think about how wisely we're stewarding the resources God's provided to us. Whether it be your local church or a parachurch ministry like Wretched, the Bible teaches that our giving should be done out of joy. And it should be an amount that we desire to give, not an amount that we've been guilted into giving. Why do I bring this up? Well, at Wretched, we rely on the kindness and generosity of God's people just like you to do the things that we feel led to do, which is preach the gospel, equip the saints, and strengthen the local church. Your faithful support enables us to reach millions of people all over the world. So would you prayerfully consider partnering with Wretched to reach the world with the gospel? Find out how you can become an ongoing monthly gospel partner now by visiting wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Confession. Normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable, biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. You've heard us talking about it for well over a year now. Get ready, because we are finally less than a month away from the debut of Transform. It's our latest TV offering, which will be like nothing else seen on Christian TV. With Transform, you will be a fly on the wall as you witness real biblical counseling sessions tackling issues like anxiety, OCD, depression, phobias, and trauma. You're not going to see secular counseling sessions offering band-aids like medication or years of weekly visits, but you will see a biblical counselor providing biblical solutions that will help solve a person's issues with the Bible. Because biblical counseling is the only counseling that can provide real hope and help a person go from brokenness to wholeness. Hosted by Dr. Greg Gifford, professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University, and Dale Johnson, the executive director of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. Transformed, unlike anything that's ever been produced. And it's coming April 1st. Books of the Bible The book of Joshua tells of the conquest and division of the promised land. There are two consistent themes in Joshua, God's faithfulness and his aversion to unfaithfulness. When you wonder how committed God is to his people or doubt the seriousness of idolatry, let Joshua remind you that your God is a jealous God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. What do we do with these rather sordid tales? This is Wretched Radio. Currently in our culture, there are a number of men who are being accused of treating women poorly. Do I know that they did that? Nope. 
I don't because I'm not the judge. I haven't heard the court case. I don't know both sides of the story. I don't know any context. And yet we are presented with stories that are willing to share. Here's the sordid accusations without hearing from the other person who's being accused and without this going to court. What do I do with those? Well, I don't think that I have to just tear them up. I think I have to wait until I hear the other side. And I have to see, is there anything I can glean from this? And I believe right now there are some things that we can glean. I hold three, three stories of different people who have been accused of sexual misconduct. And that means anything from saying something that made somebody uncomfortable all the way to, no, they uh, did a lot more than that. Let's just say that. That these accusations have been made. We will have to wait and see how they play out. But I noticed a thread in these three stories that I think is worthy of our attention. And one of these stories is so big and so visual I I feel like I could probably talk about the guy, but to try to be as consistent as possible here, let's just say it's a famous politician who got driven out of office because of what was labeled sexual misconduct. Now, he's saying basically the line that he is taking in his defense is, no, I've really been the same for the last 40 years. That The culture has changed and people have become more sensitive. And so my traditional behavior, no longer acceptable, has caused people harm. Therefore, I'm sorry. I read another story where accusations were made against somebody and just going to leave names out of this. But a, a high profile Christian, an influential Christian who basically defended himself saying pretty much the same thing that the politician said. He said, no, I, 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 I never touched a woman. I never did anything bad. I, I really just, I just treated women and men the same way my entire career. And it seems that that sort of communication is no longer acceptable. For that, I'm sorry. Did you hear it? Did you, it's same, same line of defense. Is there anything I can take from that? And I think there is actually quite a bit. Without getting into who's who and who did what, we're seeing the culture has indeed changed. The culture has a heightened sensitivity. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. A heightened sensitivity about communication and words that are expressed. Triggers, things that cause people to be upset that they believe are threatening. I think we better be aware of that, especially if you're a pastor. You should be aware of that. And you would do well to ask those around you to say, hey, is there anything about my speech that would indicate or that would fall on the wrong side of the line of today's standards? And I'm not even saying that the standards are right and wrong. I'm just saying we should be aware of it because I think there's danger lurking. I I, I think that there is a problem for pastors who aren't aware. You You can get tagged on something very innocuous. you the And again, I'm not adjudicating anything, but a pastor feeling very distressed for somebody when they hear the terrible details of what is going on in their life, puts his hand 
on the woman's shoulder. Careful. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you need to be aware that that's the current culture that we are living in. I'm not saying if these two fellows are innocent or guilty, that is not, frankly, my concern. (laughs) It just doesn't involve me. It's not my issue. I don't have a horse in that race. But I do see that if high-profile people are being canceled, then in that case, I want to be at least informing myself of what's the lingo. Otherwise, you'll be next. And sometimes it's just civilians. Usually they go after people who have some sort of influence. That's our current word that we like to use. So if you're a pastor, you're, you're one of those people. You say, I'm just in a small town minding my own business. Mm-hmm. And you could say or do something that will get you national coverage lickety split because it will be used against Jesus Christ in the court of public opinion. Be aware of this. Be, be, be reminded that we live in a hypersensitive society. And how you talk, what words you use, and it's, it's getting trickier and trickier, isn't it? It's, and, and, sometimes, and some of these issues, by the way, we're not going to escape them. I, I just received an email from somebody who has been working at, let's, let's just say the government, because that's what it actually is, the DMV. And this Christian facilitates people getting their new driver's license. And this person is saying, increasingly, I'm finding it challenging to do my job because there are so many people who are coming in that want to have their license plate gender identification changed. And they're just... (laughs) And I really have... We, we, there's a lot of Christians in these situations these days. You work at a big corporation and the pronoun issue is alive and well and you're feeling the pressure and you've got to go to the, the indoctrination sessions. You've got to make sure that you say the right things, put your pronouns down. Some of these issues we can't escape. And some of these issues we're just going to have to say, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. I, I can't participate in this delusion. And you're going to pay for that. You're, you're gonna, you're, you will suffer for that. By the way, to that person, I might suggest a couple of things. Number one, I might consider looking for a different position that removes you from having to participate in what you believe to be a delusional sin. See if, you, see if there's something else available so you don't have to jump ship. If that's not the case, I would consider start looking now at other places that might offer the same pay and benefits. I would also suggest you check out, at least in your own state, because it does appear that there are some differences from state to state about religious exemptions, which are really under assault. I went to look them up to see, would there be a religious exception for an individual who says, you know, I, with the gender thing, I can't do that. And all the article, you know, all the main stuff that popped up for two pages is, is that is that religious exemptions are under assault. They are being attacked. We don't want those anymore. You can't you can't have those when it comes to LGBTQ stuff. Whew. I'd find out in your state if your employer needs to provide a religious exemption. And then I would be as 
crafty as a serpent to try to determine how would it be received if I asked for one. These times, they're, 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 they're getting tricky. And we're not going to escape some of this. We're not going to get away from some of these things. But let's be wise along the way without compromising, because that is a t- that is that's definitely a propensity when you're trying to be smart about what might be offensive. Then then you never say anything that is a sharp edge that has a hard truth behind it. You just want to get away from don't I don't even want to talk about these subjects because I don't want to say something wrong and get in trouble. I understand that. But our authority says we need to preach the things that our culture doesn't like. Let's not water things down. Having said that, let's be wise. Be careful. And if you, by the way, you're a Christian in the workplace, this would apply to you too. That you that you understand the language. Uh, there was there was a day in this country where men would regularly talk about females and call them the girls. You can't do that anymore. You use that that term and you will be identified as being somebody who is uh, sexually assaulting somebody. Be aware of that in the workplace. Understand the language and the rules so that you don't get yourself tagged and in trouble because um, as we are seeing there's a pretty good likelihood you could. And uh, before we go, go uh, this last story that I referred to earlier, the Quinnipiac, the Quinnipiac, the non-lifeway poll revealed that what Americans, when Americans were asked, if you were on the same position as Ukrainians are now, do you think that you would stay and fight or leave the country? Fifty-five percent of Americans said yes. The bad news is thirty-eight percent said no. Yikes. Party lines, 68% of Republicans said yes, they would stay. 40% of Democrats said they would. Hmm, wonder why. And the younger we get, 18 to 34, more inclined to leave the country. 48% say they'd leave the country. 45% said they would stay and fight. What does that portend for the nation? (laughs) Well, if you can't defend yourself, you... You probably won't be for long. Thanks for the cheery news, Todd. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.